Welcome to the Deeply Connected Podcast. I'm your host, Kate Krieg, and it wasn't all that long ago that I was 30 kilos overweight, completely unaware. I was totally disconnected from who I was at my core, so caught up in succeeding and climbing the corporate ladder to notice I was nowhere near an identity or a life that fulfilled me. I was succeeding in many areas, but internally I was suffering. In fact, I thought that was normal. I was quite literally addicted to stress and unhelpful habits that burned me out. And now I've spent more than a decade learning from world-class experts on how to rewire my brain, address my emotions, and change my habits to transform my life from the inside out. The external goals I've achieved, including my weight loss, has been a direct result from the work I've done internally. And I've created this podcast for ambitious individuals who feel stuck in some area of their life, be it health, relationships, business or career, and who want to gain clarity and overcome doubt and overwhelm. My goal is that these podcasts will shape your perspective, increase your awareness or empower you with scientific tools that you can integrate that will change your life one small step at a time. Let's reshape your mindset, your habits, and your life. It has been a very long time between podcasts, and I just want to thank you so much for your patience. This podcast today is uh, very much around what has happened in my life over the last 12 months in particular, because there is a lot of changes and challenges that I have personally been through, and I want to explain explain some of those things and I want to share where it's got me to hopefully enable you on your journey. Um, I have been ruthlessly prioritizing a few very, very, a small amount of very key things to really help me get through this last 12 months. And I made a decision uh, about six months ago or so, maybe longer now actually, that I would stop extracurricular stuff. And that included this podcast and that included social media as well. It was absolutely essential for me to make decisions that were not in alignment with what I felt like I should be doing. You know, the word should, should do this, should do that. Uh, I actually had to make a decision that was what I needed. <laughs> so let me share what has happened. So there's two big key things that have happened. And the first is my six-year-old daughter, she's six and a half, got consistently very sick last year. Um, She was sick 26 times in a six-month period. And it wasn't just a normal sickness. It was 41-degree temperatures. She couldn't walk from inside of the house to inside of the car. She couldn't go to the shops without having to go in a stroller and fall asleep in the stroller. She had extreme lethargy. She had the fevers for, you know, 41 degree temperatures for seven days. And it only came down, you know, on the 10th day to sort of 38. And it was happening. It was 26 times in a six month period. It was happening so frequently 
that we were just beside ourselves. Now, Sienna's always had emotional and behavioral challenges, but now they were showing up physically. And it really appeared that our immune system was being compromised with all the fevers and the extreme lethargy, and as well as some hormonal changes, which were really unusual at her age. So rather than just managing it in situ as it happened, which is kind of what we were doing, it was like putting out the fire, I was realizing it, it was no longer just a cluster of sicknesses, but really deep down I was sensing that it was something that really needed to be addressed and it was really time to deep dive and help her. I didn't know if these sicknesses were going to continue, but for all intent and purposes they were and things just seemed to be getting a lot worse and even things with her school was um, being compromised as well, like her, her performance, if you like, was getting compromised. But overall, the issue I had was the sickness and her well-being and all of the other things. It was very uh, intense for a very long period of time. So included in all of that was needing to navigate the medical system and becoming a number in a structure. And really because of the way the system is designed, uh, there's not much time to be understood or to be heard. And that can, in my opinion, lead to some misdiagnoses or things that aren't said, therefore misdiagnosis can happen. And really, I guess a lot of the conditioning that you may have been brought up with and, and I may have been brought up with and, and others is that uh, we probably don't tend to follow our gut or follow our inner voice or stick to the, the point that we're there because sometimes we get swayed down a path by the other person. We might like to people please and follow them down that path and really we're distracting ourselves from what's really happening at hand. So what I mean by that is... Sometimes I have experienced being gaslit in a, in a doctor's office, someone saying something is happening or it isn't happening to you. And, and I have seen in the past that I've just gone along with it because they must be right. And it really was very interesting how I navigated that. And I'll go in a little bit more detail in a moment, but um, I just want to talk about the second thing. And that is in February last year, so a year ago, I was reading in bed and I tried to get out of bed, but I was absolutely crippled with pain with my back. Now, I have a very high pain tolerance, um, but when my pain is really bad, it's very strange, but my response is to laugh. Like I become hysterical with laughter. It's 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 quite bizarre. My husband finds it really confronting because normally I'm pretty steady and not much happens. You know, I might get frustrated here and there, but he knows something really bad is happening if I'm laughing. And so all I was doing was laughing at this reaction in my body and this made him panic. And since that time in the bedroom in February 2022, for about six to eight months after, my mobility was significantly reduced. The pain was excruciating and unbearable, just sitting and walking and lifting and bending and twisting, which is basic day-to-day functions, um, which became virtually impossible. And especially when you have a four-year-old and a six-year-old, or almost four and almost six at the time, there's a lot of management in the house. There's a lot of picking things up. There's a lot of tidying and cleaning and 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 picking them up and, and con- consoling them and groceries and all of that stuff became unmanageable. And Ben really had to sort of step up with caring for me and the household in, in a bigger way. And it was clearly something 
that required investigation. And, you know, you can again insert the navigating of this A system, which is the medical system. And again, you know, being misunderstood or not feeling confident to express myself crystal clearly um, can really lead to a misdiagnosis. And during these two experiences, and especially these two big ones, they were both health-related. One was family-related um, with Sienna and one was health-related. Um, I was really being guided, encouraged, and I would probably say forced to really look even more deeply into who I was and my conditioning, my tendencies and behaviors, my beliefs about me and the world and how and when I use my voice and my boundaries and also how I trusted or or didn't trust my inner wisdom or didn't use my inner wisdom, especially being exposed to different systems and navigating those things as an advocate for my daughter and as an advocate for myself these things became absolutely essential to help me on my journey. You know, my whole entire brand is built on deeply connecting, you know, but I would I would have said that I was deeply connected to myself. But what's really interesting, and I think this is why it's so interesting to resurface now and kind of, it's kind of what I feel like I've done. I'm resurfacing even just by doing this podcast is, is like I really crawled so deep inside of myself to uncover what I felt like every single aspect of me, you know, to review it, to reflect on it, to contemplate, um, to see if it was important to me, if it was helping me, if it was needed or if it needed upgrading or tweaking and if I was comfortable to keep it or not. I literally feel like I pulled myself apart. I looked at all the different parts and I cleaned them and I polished them and I felt I felt through them. Do I really want these here or not? And then I put myself back together and I, I did that concurrently whilst focusing on ruthlessly prioritizing three things in my life. And that clearly was Sienna and her health, me and my health, and maintaining my existing clients. You know, I pour a lot into my clients and I am often doing stuff for them outside of sessions. I'm creating activities. I'm doing journal prompts. I'm just fully investing. I'm messaging them. I'm connecting with them. So there's a lot of interaction. And so those are the three things that I could manage looking after Sienna or trying to figure that out, figuring out my health and looking after my existing clients. You know, I really had no mental capacity or emotional reserves or even physical capability for anything else. And so I chose to give virtually everything to these three areas. And the old me a long time ago would have pushed me to do so much harder work to get it all done, you know, and to do more. I would have listened to the guilt shaming self-talk and potentially bought into it. And I would have bought into the fears and doubts and worries about ruthlessly prioritizing these three areas. And I would have said yes to things when I really couldn't have done them or, you know, then I would have been flooded with more guilt and frustration and even resentment. And all these things did come up. But through gentle self-inquiry, I was really able to affirm and reaffirm why I was choosing to focus on these three three things. And being so in tune with my emotions, I was feeling so compelled. I was I was basically just faithfully following what my feelings were showing me that I needed to follow. And on the journey, I was very much focusing on being unattached or expecting a certain outcome and really practicing the 
knowledge that I'm safe and protected and everything is as it should be and really not allowing myself to be consumed by fears and doubts and worries. So I was magnifying those positive feelings, the safe, the protected, the uh, commitment that I had to those three areas. And also I was minimizing any of the fears and doubts and worries that came up because I was able to rationalize it and keep reaffirming and affirming to myself why this is so important and why I want to continue doing you know, focusing on these three areas. You know, I've approached every significant event in my life in this way, you know, this tunnel vision concept, this focus, a a jump in and swim approach to manage um, the inevitable storm on the way. And, you know, the storm in this instance was very much the self-talk and the distortions and the conditions reactions um, on, on the journey. And the investment in self has really been the catalyst for where we are today. You know, things are by no means overcome, but I am, well, we are in a much better position. In the end, what we ended up doing with Sienna is getting some really independent advice. So we had many tests, um, including blood, hair, um, urine samples and other things. And it was actually an independent director of a lab who sees um, samples of things coming in all the time and tests them and is curious, he was the one that gave me more information than anybody about a disorder that Sienna has. Now, this disorder is really the, um, it's not the root cause, but it's a sign. It's an indicator to show that there is something else going on in her body. And the disorder is Pirrell's disorder. So it's high oxidative stress in her body. And I could have told you that, you know, it clearly looks like that. But um, it's like, why is there high oxidative stress in her body? What is going on? And it's, it was, it's difficult to then work your way back and figure out, well, what is it that we need to address when there was so many areas that showed up in a blood test as possible areas that we could explore? But one of the ones that felt most accurate, um, again, that internal feeling, and one of the things that was really aligned with, I guess, the, the things that I was sensing is that there was a zinc imbalance with copper. So she had excess copper in her body and not enough zinc. And when you have a look at the research around that or the data around that, it basically expresses that there's behavioral issues, there's hormonal issues, there's emotional regulation issues. And it just, it just lists off all of the things that I felt like Sienna was really experiencing. And the blood test results showed that there was a significantly high amount of copper and very low amounts of zinc, which can cause all of these issues. The treatment is actually a high dose of zinc every day. Every day we give her a dose of liquid zinc, which has directly and positively improved her mood, downregulated her nervous system, improved her behavior, her emotional regulation skills. It's addressed some of the hormonal changes we were seeing. She can now sleep. Um, And she's really improved her immune system dramatically. You know, although she might have had a couple of days of not feeling her best, she has no longer been incapacitated with physical health issues. You know, what's left, I believe, for us to work on is helping her to return to a safety in her own mind um, because she was constantly in fight or flight. And I believe that's had a huge impact on the wiring of her brain and her entire nervous system. So Sienna has had... A 75% improvement. In fact, September 6th 
was the day before my 40th birthday and Sienna was in hospital with severe hallucinations. She actually got bacteria on her brain that sent her hallucinating for days, which was very scary, uh, as you could potentially imagine. And that was the last day that she was that sick. And, you know, it's kind of scary to even talk about it today for an irrational fear that things could go back to where they were. Um, But she actually even talks about the way she is today and who she is now as before I got better and after I got better. And when I ask her about what she means by that, it was before I turned six and after I turned six. So it really was this you know, awareness within the family that things are not great. And in order for us to actually get anywhere, I really had to step in and uh, I guess just forensically go through the things that we have gone through. So we have been offered all sorts of interventions, including pharmacology for Sienna to treat symptoms and, you know, other things, other interventions and other things. But thanks to the work I've done on myself and the ability for me to calmly question approaches and reflect on comments and wash them those comments or those suggestions against my inner wisdom and be able to use my voice and reduce people pleasing and really stand in my power I've realized that it's not only my right, but it's also essential to meet my needs and my family's needs. My back is slowly improving, although I found out in this journey that I have spondylolisthesis, um, which is a really extreme curvature of the spine and the sheer force has herniated discs and compressed nerves. And it is very likely that I will need a disc replacement and a disc fusion, which is called a hybrid um, because it's at my L5S1 and it's, you know, radiating down my leg. And, you know, the spine surgeon, however, based on everything he learned about me, and I was very grateful that I went to see this, this man at the end, this spine surgeon, he's really encouraging and empowering me to continue with the non-operative protocols to avoid surgery as long as I can and avoid also pharmacology to manage my pain. And I, I'm doing that through walking and TRX and reformer Pilates and significantly modifying my lifestyle, including having a sit-stand desk and Woolworths deliveries that they leave at my door and uh, encouraging my kids to help me um, lift the the groceries inside and and having them not it's reducing them needing to be carried around everywhere and getting down to their level and that everyone has just helped me get by as much as I can and I'm seeing very positive results and it's funny like I was mentioning my 40th birthday and how Sienna was in hospital on the 6th of September on the 7th it was my 40th birthday and we hadn't organized anything, as you can imagine, because uh, it was just tools down. We we're in a really difficult time with the hallucinations and, you know, ongoing sickness. And it was a Wednesday night and we decided to go to our local shopping center and there's a food court there and they have some really nice Asian dishes and other things. And I thought, let's just go there and do that. Something super low key, the four of us, um, nice early dinner. We didn't realize it was actually closed and my 40th birthday consisted of the four of us sitting on tables that were, you know, all the other chairs and tables, chairs were on top of the tables. None of the stalls were open. There was a fruit and veg shop that was open. So we got a cucumber and a couple of um, tomatoes. We got a bucket of chips and we sat down and no one else was around us because the food court was closed, but we just had 
cucumber, tomato and chips. And then afterwards we saw Woolworths were there and I said, do they do those Viennas are they called, which are those Christmas, you know, I don't know if you had those when you were a kid, but those Christmas logs, um, Christmas logs, I don't know why I called it that, but those um, uh, ice cream cakes things. And we just sat there and ate that and we got paper plates and I remember feeling accomplished at that time and I remember feeling like everything was as it should be and I didn't need anything else but two smiling children back at me and a husband sitting next to me and knowing the adversity that we'd been through and how scary it was with Sienna and her sickness and the hallucinations and to not be in hospital and to see her smiling face and every nothing else mattered and I think when you go through a health scare um, or multiple health scares with yourself or your family, I, I, I feel like you reprioritize inadvertently what's important. So where to from here and what does this all mean? To be honest, I think with the complete deconstructing of my life and reconstructing of my life, I have come to realize there were certain parts of myself that I guess I was potentially hiding is probably a good word and oh hang on maybe hiding isn't the right word because it seems like it was um coercive and it certainly wasn't guarding yeah actually no sorry more of an accurate word would be that there were parts of my life that I didn't want to share with others because I didn't feel like it was meaningful or that I had space to share at that table, if that makes sense. So in other words, I I found that I felt other people were more important than me, um, as seen by my ability to coach people, because I can just pour into them. And that's super easy for me. And I really enjoy doing that. But when the tables had turned and actually required me to be the person to disclose, I realized that I didn't feel like I was valuable enough to disclose parts of myself. Wow. Um, and through the journey that I've been through, I have really learned to to trust and respect who I am and know that I am valuable. You know, I get I get feedback about the value that I bring to others, but it's more about the value that I have of myself. Like, do I feel that I'm a valuable human being and do I deserve to have a seat at a table where we have two-way communication? And do I deserve to be heard? You know, all of those things were coming up to me in such a big way and it's kind of made me want to shift uh, a few little things in my life. And that looks like me coming and disclosing this to you as a first step to me, sort of resurfacing in a different way with my um, posts online. And and I, I guess I am comfortable and confident with who I am. And the things that I've done have really enabled me to help myself, help my, my family, help my life and help other people as well. And I I've realized that I've been hiding a lot of who I am as a person behind a door. And I've had a lot of clients actually say to me, I'd really love to learn a little bit more about you. And I'm like, oh, that's okay. Don't worry about it. <laughs> but um, one of the reasons why I started this podcast is to to go into more depth about my stories. But it's more just um, what, I'm, what the feedback is, is I, I want to get to know you and get to know how you live your life. And, you know, people have told me that they want me to share with them how I move my body and what I eat and how I structure my day and, you know, all those kinds of things. And I guess, you know, I, I see the value in, in who I am now and I see the value in how I, not only how I contribute to other people's lives, but who I am as a person. And so this has been a huge journey. And honestly, there's, there's actually 
two two probably bigger things that I would be willing and keen to share with you at some other point just about um, dopamine withdrawal and uh, just the the pleasure pain imbalance and and also getting back in touch with looking after myself and self-care and and those kinds of things you know uh, there's a lot of topics that I think would be very meaningful to bring to this podcast including um, mental fatigue including self-care and just a few other topical things that I'm I'm hearing a lot from my clients and them wanting to learn more about my experiences or my version of it so I think really watch this space about um, how and what we discuss but thank you again for being here thank you for listening and I look forward to seeing you again soon. Bye. Well done for taking this step, empowering you closer to a life you love. Now, if you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss my updates. Now, I know my friends send me podcasts all the time and I was just wondering, is there someone in your circle you feel would benefit from hearing this episode? Who's someone who wants to grow or improve in different areas of their life? Who you want to see fulfilled and succeeding also? Well, I would be so grateful if you shared this episode with them. It could be exactly what they need to hear. Now, thank you for your support as always and for listening. And I'll see you again next time.